Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. All right, welcome back to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. This is episode 122. And I wanted to talk a little bit, go through 1 John chapters 3 through 5. And the way this, the way my study ended as I was studying this is, was very different than where I thought it was going to end. Um, as I was reading through first John three, four and five, um, in the beginning of it, there's lots of talk, uh, kind of towards the end of chapter three and, and chapter four, there's a lot of talk of love. And I actually had the thought, I'm like, I want to write down what love does for us. And so I did that. I went through and and if you read the end of chapter three and chapter four, you can you can pick out different things. And I, you know, I got things like, um, you know, if if we have love, we dwell in God. Uh, we're born of God. We knoweth God. God dwelleth in us. Um, God's love is perfected in us. Um, we're, we have boldness in the day of judgment. Uh, we can be as God is. We have no fear. So we we found all those things. And like, what, bud? I'm busy. I'm I'm recording a podcast episode. Can you say hi? Say hi. There's nothing to hear. Nobody's talking. I'm just recording an episode. Uh, so I went through and I noticed all those, which was really cool. So I, I'd encourage you to do that if you'd like to, to do so. Um, it's really neat to see the things that love does. And as I was doing that, I was thinking about when I was when I was bishop and I had opportunities where I literally, uh, for the I would say for the first time in my life, I may have felt it as a missionary, but I don't remember. Uh, feeling it, but as a as a bishop, I remember um, working with certain people and just interacting with them. I literally felt the love of God. I, I felt charity, uh, the pure love of Christ. I I felt a love for the people that I was working with and serving that was indescribable, and that's really it's so neat and it's something that that I strive to have um, to this day. And um, it's just a really neat experience, and I think it's the love that that you have for your kids. Um, often is that kind of love where it's just like, um, it's just indescribable. You can't describe um, what it's like or why you have it or, um, you know, why you care about this person so much. It's just, it's just an eight. It just feels like it's, I don't know. I don't I mean, I can't describe it. So I don't know why I'm trying to describe it. Um, but that, that idea of, you know, really when it comes down to it and the one, the one scripture I really liked was the idea of having boldness. 
uh, in the day of judgment. So first John four seventeen says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. And the thought I had was if we truly love God and we truly love our neighbor, then everything else falls into place. You know, if we, if we truly love God, then we attend our meetings. If we truly love God, we spend time in the scripture studying and learning of him and, and communing with him. Um, if we truly love God, we say our prayers. If we truly love God, we, we treat our, our spouses like we should and our children like we should. Um, if we truly love God, we do our ministering. We fulfill our callings. We, um, we uh, provide acts of service. We uh, donate to charity. We pay our tithing. You know, All of these things, if we truly love God and we truly love our, our neighbors and, our, and, and others, uh, one another, Everything else falls into place. It's it makes everything else work, and it's really. And I think that's what John's trying to say is like, look, if you boil down the gospel, if you will just really love God and understand what loving God means, and he over and over again in the scripture says that loving God means keeping his commandments. Um, you know, chapter five, verse two says, "This we know that we love the children, that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments." For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. That was verse three. Um, and then he goes on to say, and the com- his commandments are not grievous. Look, they're not that hard, is what he's saying. Um, but everything falls into place when we love God. And I think that's so cool, so neat. But that is not uh, where my scripture study ended. And it came to a very interesting place. I, One of the things I do, I think I, I may have told you this in, a, in previous episodes perhaps, is in the New Testament, well, in the Bible, uh, one of the things I do is I, I find all the Joseph Smith translation, um, translation links in the footnotes. I circle the footnote um, link, so like 8A. I circle it, and then I underline it in the, in the footnotes so I know to look at it. And so I was doing that today as I was studying. And I did them all in verse John chapter three and, and chapter four, those, you know, the two pages that both of those are on. And I circled one and, and underlined it and didn't think much of it. And it's 8a, which 8a t- in, in the King James Version says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. And there's a, a uh, Joseph Smith translation there. And it changes committeth to continueth. And I, I underlined it and noted it and saw it, but didn't think much of it. And then I was reading chapter five, and there's a, a Joseph Smith translation uh, link in chapter five, verse 18. And it's the same thing. It's this idea of committeth. Uh, <laughs> I mean, continueth. Uh, so uh, in verse 18, the King James Version says, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of, begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And the Joseph Smith translation says, We know that whosoever is born of God continueth not in sin, but he that is begotten of God and keepeth himself, that wicked one overcometh him not. And it hit me. I don't know why it hit me. As I read that verse, it hit me, and I thought back to verse 8 in chapter 3, you know, when it changes committeth to, or yeah, committeth to, continueth. And I realized that those Joseph Smith translation changes are massive. They make a massive difference. 
Because in verse 8, you're just kind of, verse 8 of, of John 3, you're kind of, First John 3, you're kind of, I mean, for a lack of a better word, you're kind of screwed, you know, uh, because John says, he that committeth sin is of the devil. John doesn't say that, but the translation says, he that committeth sin is of the devil. It's like, well, crap, we've all committed sin, so we're all screwed, basically. And then in verse 18, it says, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. So it's like, okay, well, if I was baptized and then I sin again, does that mean I'm not born of God? Does that mean I wasn't really born of God? Does that mean that that it was a lie or that um, you know the the covenant is void because I did that? So the idea of continueth that Joseph Smith changes that to is massive. It's so 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 massive. You know, it shows the the grace and the forgiveness of God. We're not condemned if we sin. When we're condemned is if we continue in sin. If we continue in sin is when there is an issue. Because, I mean, if you think about it, as I was thinking through this, it's like God knows that we're going to sin. He expects that we're going to sin. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. That's why he sent Christ. I mean, that's the whole purpose of of the plan of salvation is knowing that we're going to make mistakes, knowing we're going to sin. He sent Christ. So our job is not to not sin. Now, our job isn't to go out and sin as much as we can, of course, but our job is not to not sin. It's to not continue in sin. It's to learn the lesson. It's to um, speedily repent, as Alma says in Alma 30, uh, verse 57. When we sin, it's our job to speedily repent. It's our job to not continue to sin. It's our job to turn directions, repent, and utilize the atonement in our lives. That's the gospel. The gospel is not to come to earth and be perfect. The only person whose job that was was Christ. The rest of us, our job is not to be perfect. Our job is to learn and to grow. And now my son's coming out in his toy that's super loud. Will you go back out there, please? Will you go back out there, please, so I can record this? Thank you. So just knowing that change, knowing this idea of, uh, you know, that, that Joseph Smith changed this to uh, from committeth sin is of the devil to continue with sin is of the devil. And that he says that whosoever is born of God sinneth not changed to. Whosoever, oh, excuse me. Whosoever is born of God continueth not in sin makes all the difference. And that's what I want to leave you with. That's the thing, that's the thing that, that I really, really loved out of uh, the ending of First John here is this idea that just reminding us that God knows and the plan was that we were going to make mistakes. We were going to, to struggle and fall and sin and screw up but that is why the atonement's there and that's our job is to repent and how knowing that takes away the guilt and the frustration and the getting down on yourself that we all get when we make a mistake you know i'm sure i know i have i'm sure you have too where you make a mistake and you just get so mad at yourself and you're like why would i do that that was so stupid you know, I, why, why don't I just do the right thing? Well, that was the plan. And again, I'm not saying that in a way that it's like, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want because that's that's the plan. I'm supposed I'm supposed to screw up, so I'm going to go. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to screw up the best I can. That's not what I mean, obviously. But we need to understand that when we do screw up, that God knew it was going to happen. All is not lost. God's not necessarily disappointed in us because he knew it was going to happen. 
you know, I think so many times I saw people when they'd make mistakes when I, when I served as bishop, they'd come to me and they were so embarrassed and they were so, they'd beat themselves up for weeks and weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years because they made a mistake rather than realizing I came to earth to learn. And part of learning is making mistakes. And my job is to repent when I make mistakes, not to never, ever make mistakes. And if we understood that, we wouldn't beat ourselves up. We wouldn't um, get so down on ourselves when we make mistakes. We would say, dang it, I messed up. Now I got to repent and I got to move on. And if we had, if we did that, how much more healthy is that? How much more progress would we make if we understood the plan is that we come, we learn, we make mistakes, and then we repent. That's the important part of it. Then we repent. We don't continue in sin. We sin, but we don't continue in sin. We don't keep doing it. We don't do it with no regard for what we have done. But we know that we're going to do it. We're going to make mistakes. So that was a massive realization for me. And I think if we understood that, it would completely change um, the amount of guilt that we feel and the amount of, uh, you know, just being down on ourselves and frustrated with ourselves that we feel as we, um, as we make mistakes. So I hope that helps you. Uh, I encourage you to go read, um, you know, specifically those two verses, but everything around them. Uh, so first John three, eight and first John five, 18, but, uh, all of first John four and five are great. And so is first uh, John three. Um, so I encourage you to just read those. Look at look at what love does for you, and then consider and ponder that idea of uh, the difference between sinning and continuing in sin, and the importance of not continuing in sin as part of the gospel. And we will see you in the next episode. In the next episode, I promise you, we are going to talk about Jude. Because this is a really interesting, I don't know, we, we, I don't know that we'll only talk about you. We might talk about some other stuff too, but there's a really interesting comment. It's just one single phrase. Let's see here. Where is it? Uh, one single phrase in Jude. Yep, there it is. One single sentence, or sentence, one single verse. That is a very interesting, interesting comment that I wouldn't say it bothered me for quite a while on my mission. But when I found it on my mission, I, I was confused. I didn't know what it was talking about. Um, and I finally found the answer um, in a quote from Bruce R. McConkie. So I'll share that with you tomorrow. Um, it's really cool. Uh, not necessarily a, a, a doctrinal, um, foundational doctrine, but something cool that's in the scriptures. And I think it's neat to see how um, having modern revelation and modern prophets and apostles allows us um, to get uh, answers to these things sometimes that, that don't make sense otherwise. And they're just kind of this off the wall comment that doesn't fit anywhere else so we will talk about that tomorrow but you can get the links to everything we talked about today in the show notes at everydayconversion.com forward slash one two two have a great day all right that's it for today now i know i know you want to hang out with me longer but we both have a ton of things to do today including living the gospel and trying to be like jesus cue primary children singing i'm trying to be like jesus 
But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org.